Welcome back to DT Chats. Today we've got Victoria Wright and Ellie Bright joining us to discuss conflict resolution at work. How to address coworker conflict. Ladies, how are you today? I'm good. Hi. I can't get over that our names rhyme. I know. Right. I know. I was gonna say you're I'm impressed you haven't flip-flopped us. <laughs> when I said it, I was like, that sounds really beautiful. I'm very yeah. excited. Not not planned. Yeah. It just it just happens to coordinate. <laughs> oh, I love it when that happens. The serendipity of life, right? Yes. Um, so let's kind of dive into this. Um, first, first things first is how do, how does one really handle conflict one-on-one? -on -one? And I think there's going to be a, a couple different ways to go about this because it's in-person conflict or it's virtual conflict too. So what are your ladies thoughts on this? I have to laugh. You, you're like, how do you handle it? And I, I'm very passive aggressive or not passive aggressive. I'm very passive and I'm non-confrontational. So I would say I don't. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be a learning conversation for me personally. Um, so I'll pass it off to Victoria for her ideas first. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because I started my career so passive. I was afraid coming into corporate. Everyone was like, if you don't do this, this, and this, you're not good at your job. And that meant kind of like bowing down to whoever. And I've had some horrible managers in my career. Like I've had some really good ones, but I've had a few that have taught me everything not to do. Um, and so there were so many times where I would just bite my tongue because I was like, I'm just going to let it roll off of me. And it's easier to like pick and choose my battles, but that sometimes led to just not choosing any battles and just crying all the time at home. Um, and I think I somehow learned how to kind of let that, those environments like fuel me into standing up for myself and, and having so many good environments where it was so opposite taught me like, oh my God, like somebody giving me feedback doesn't always mean that they're criticizing me as a person or like having some of these like conflicts doesn't necessarily mean that I have to just go with whatever they want. And so that's kind of enabled me to, to kind of push through it. So I think, especially in the virtual flexible world that we have right now, I, I actually had a situation recently where I was working to kind of protect some of the candidates at the business from an HR perspective when it came to just internal pay equity and how we were going to handle that. And, and there was a candidate that somebody wanted to offer so much more money to. And I was like, wait a minute, like, what's the actual reasoning here? Because that's not what the budget described. Like, let's break that down. And we were going back and forth over email. And it, I just was getting frustrated because it wasn't coming out. And it was as simple as like, let's actually just hop on a call and look at each other face to face and like have me walk you through it and vice versa. And that was as simple as it was. It was like neither one of us had bad intentions. We just weren't able to communicate in writing why we actually were feeling the way that we were and how to actually properly navigate it. And as soon as we got on that call, the individual that I was speaking to was like, I trust your judgment hundred percent. This is just where my logic was. And I was like, cool, that logic was not in the email. <laughs> like let, let's actually <laughs> dial that back and like maybe learn how to communicate better with each other. Right. So um, I think as much as you possibly can actually hearing the person's tonality, having the opportunity to actually get off of writing something and speak to that person, even if it's not a video chat, if it's just on the phone, like 
creating an opportunity to speak to that person. And there's going to be times where you're on a really intense face-to-face chat, video call, phone call. And I think something that's worked for me in the past is like stepping away from the conversation. Maybe when I'm making dinner that night or, you know, as I'm going to bed, like actually sitting with it a little bit and thinking about like, how did I feel walking away from that conversation? Let me play devil's advocate with myself. Like, could that person have been trying to say something else? And it's okay to walk away from something and circle back to it. You do not have to resolve that issue in the moment. Sometimes it's actually better not to. And so to, to follow up with the person the next day and say, hey, like I sat with this, would love a second chance to just kind of actually talk through it. Now that I've digested what you had to say and gotten kind of my initial thoughts off my chest, like here's how I want to break that down. The amount of times I've done that and it has worked wonders because sometimes you're in the moment and you agree to something that you actually didn't agree with. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't mean that. And here's why. And then you can work through it and be like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm really glad like we just had a second chance. It can really, really help people. And so I think not being afraid to speak your mind is one thing and it's really hard. My advice for that is just finding your voice in a small way and then getting it bigger and bigger. If, if you know what you stand for, if you know categorically, like I can't bend on this one thing, don't. And it's okay to stick up for yourself. And it's okay to say that and explain why that will allow you to then have a voice for so many other things. And then when you have those moments, don't be afraid to just go through it, to navigate it, to take a step and revisit. Like that is allowed. There's no rule book that says you can't. I think the, the big, the big takeaway is not to immediately react because I think when we react immediately, it brings way too much into uh, a situation where if you step away for a little bit, you can look at all, you can look at everything as a whole, not just that one triggered incident. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's huge. Um, and it allows you to kind of come to resolutions in your mind. Um, but I, I'm very, a, a firm believer on speaking up for yourself on, Hey, it hurt me when you said this, or, you know, it made me frustrated, like give them the feeling that you get from it. Um, and maybe even offer them a suggestion on how to say something differently to you or, you know, go about it a a different way, because I think we all react to conflict differently. Right. And it's, I'm a big proponent, like, give it to me, lay it on the table. Let's fix whatever's broken right now. But I'm also very big on not reacting and taking a step back. Now I wouldn't wait a week before saying something and just like give a cold shoulder to the person that hurt your feelings or did something wrong to you. Um, I even say, I just need some space for a couple of days because, you know, the way you said something or the way you approached that um, really made me feel indifferent. And I just need to figure out for my own, like how to come back to you on that, like just to make it more aware and more, again, communication is huge. So I feel like that's, it's so important to give yourself a little bit of a break before actually going back in and and tackling it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think another, 
Ellie, what are your thoughts on that too? I, I was going to dive into yeah. a little bit deeper, but what are your thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts. I guess my first one being, I love what you said about, you know, the not being reactive and being able to circle back. I think one of the important things, and again, kind of going on a humbling situation is be maybe having somebody else as like a third party that you trust and that, you know, it's not going to be a gossipy situation to be able to go and say, here's what happened. I'm upset. And And then maybe just asking for perspective to be like, did I act in a wrong way? Or like, how could I have changed my, my tone or what I did to get that response or whatever it may be to kind of get that third party perspective. I can't tell you how many times something has happened. I've called Tara and been like, you know, steam coming out of my ears to tell her about like what happened. And then, you know, we both sit in this reactive 30 minute conversation where we're both like, and this happened. And then that person, and then, you know, three hours later, we're able to call each other back and be like, well, I definitely could have acted this way in, in that conversation and kind of having somebody like, like Tara for me to be able to say, you're right. Let's be mad for a second. And then also being able to come back and say, well, maybe here's how we could have been better. And here's how they could have been better and let's come to a resolution. I also, I had a similar kind of first professional experience to you, Victoria, in that I came from middle of nowhere, Green Cove Springs, Florida. And my first big girl job was in New York city. So I'm the girl saying hi to everybody in the elevator saying y'all and, and people just kind of walked over me because I was the sweet Southern Florida girl. And so I had to learn to grow my own backbone because Mm -hmm. people were just going to take advantage of that. But I think there were times too, where I still needed to learn and take feedback. And, you know, there were times where, like I said, I was in the wrong or I just needed to kind of have people tell me what to do because I didn't know yet. But I do think now, like my, I have become like a subject matter expert to some degree. And so now I'm able to stick up for myself and have that backbone because I am confident in my ability, in my opinions. And, you know, I do think there are times where you do need to step back and be like, yeah, you're right. I did need that feedback. And then there are times where now that I have these strengths in my own career, I'm able to say, no, I am confident. I know my ability and here's why, you know, I get to stick up for myself. So I do think there are different ways, as long as you feel safe to take and provide feedback. I think that's the most important thing is knowing that you have the leadership that you can communicate to or, you know, the team that you can communicate those issues or feedback to, I think is super important. And Tara said this as well, the, because of this, I feel this way. Yeah. I think that's super important. Instead of saying you did this and you're the worst. And this is how, you know, you are in the wrong being able to say, Hey, because of what you did, it made me feel this way yep. and yeah. putting it in you terms instead of on them. I think that's big and that's a great way in any relationship to be able to communicate. 
Yeah. It all goes back to self-awareness, right? Yes. Yes. I think no conflict of any kind can be resolved without having self-awareness to even to your point to say, like, I actually did need that feedback. I think there's always that fine line of like, does somebody give feedback just for the sake of giving feedback or are they giving you feedback because it's actually relevant? And I loved how you talked about having kind of that third party perspective. I love that as well. Somebody that is a safe space to you that you trust who can evaluate and say like, actually, I think the way I get why it landed with you that way, but me as an outsider reading this, like, I don't think they meant it that way at all. Right. Like sometimes we're just sensitive people. I think also like people just catch you on a bad day sometimes. Like (laughs) everything is going wrong. Like something just broke. Somebody said something and it was like, it's just one of those days. So naturally something might happen that you're just going to take the wrong way because your brain is already focusing on negative things. So having that opportunity to be self-aware and say like, yeah, I'm sensitive to some of these things, or that was a blind spot for me. And maybe I was acting or reacting out of defensiveness or whatever, but also to your point, like, don't discredit yourself. You were hired because you have a skill set and you're knowledgeable about something. I don't walk around telling someone how to code because I don't know how to do that. Right. So if somebody's trying to infringe on me and talk to me about how to do my job, I still want to defend myself and say, actually, this is the reason we go about it this way. But like, let's figure out a way that works for both of us that feels genuine. I think on top of that too, looking at someone who has solved conflict with the person you've had conflict with or are having conflict with for extra ideas. I had a situation where I had a stakeholder who was really, really making it difficult. And I just felt like no matter what I did, like I could walk on water and it was still would not quite be right. And I actually went to one of the executive leaders at the business who managed that person. And I did it in a way where like, I don't want to go over their head. I started the conversation just by saying, you interact with them all the time. You understand how they think more than I do. This is what I've tried doing. Is there something I can be doing differently yes. to, to, to have it land the way that it will resonate with this person? There's a way to do that where you're not just going above their head and saying, I don't like this person and they're mean. Like actually seeking out advice and saying like, you deal with this person on a regular basis. You have more insight than I do. Am I missing something? And is that why the conflict keeps happening? So I think finding those resources where you can navigate that situation while still being able to say, I might not be the whole problem, but maybe I'm a part of the problem. And I think you have to separate intentionality from how you're feeling. Like somebody else is not responsible for how like it lands with you all the time because that might not have been their intention. They could not be intending to hurt you and it still hurts you. That's okay. And that's valid, but you have to also recognize that they didn't intend to do that. Yeah. Recognize it, acknowledge, and then, you know, be able to be okay with that and feel confident with that too. You know, you're not, you're not going to always understand where somebody else is coming from. Yeah. But at least being open and um, open-minded that other people have other ideas and it's, that's okay too. It's not always going to be right. It's not always going to be your way. You know what I mean? So I think that that's super important too. Um, I think this is all, you know, dealing with conflict one-on-one with, with coworkers or being able to do that. Now, what about, or how do you handle it once it's gone to HR, if HR is involved? 
You know, that I feel like it's like the next extreme level of conflict. So how do, how do you handle it then? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, having been the HR person trying to make someone's conflict before (laughs) it's, it's really interesting. I think the HR person has a responsibility and sometimes I get it. Like employees are like HR is just there when somebody's in trouble or to get us in trouble. Like that's how people view it. I think as HR individuals, like we have such a responsibility that that should not be taken lightly to handle everything with care. And it goes back to leading with empathy, leading with humanity. Yes, we have a job to protect the employees, to protect the business. You can do those things and still be a human being, right? Um, So I think, you know, from the HR side, it's making sure that you create a space where equal parties feel heard. Don't be afraid to play devil's advocate and actually challenge like, hey, hear you. Have we tried X, Y, or Z? Or do you understand that this could also inhibit X, Y, or Z from happening because of the way you went about it, right? Um, I've had situations where it was just communication styles were different. And then that created this web of, well, sh- this person lands this way and I I don't operate that way. And so they think I'm this, but they're not actually performing now or what have you. And it's actually the root of the problem is the way that the two of you communicate makes it so that they're never going to meet your expectations. What you want from them are never, they're never going to meet you. You're never going to meet them. It's all a mess, right? And so being able to have that opportunity to challenge those people and and have them say that. And I think as a person on the other end, being open to that, Yes. And saying like, oh, I didn't even realize that maybe because I didn't actually clearly set an expectation or I said something that maybe just landed wrong. Now that person feels some type of way about it. And maybe the other person is doing the same thing. Like, oh, like I thought I was doing X to make somebody's life easier and it actually created extra work for them. I didn't mean to do that. Whatever the scenario is, I think being open to it. But I also think it's important from an HR perspective when people are honest with somebody like myself, like don't hold back. Mm-hmm. Our job is to make it a safe space for you. And so Absolutely. the more detail you can provide is really important and documentation. I know that that's going to be a little bit controversial, but like if you've got things in writing that can say like that can back up your side of things, it's not to pit people against each other. HR is going to ask both sides for documentation, it's only going to help you right now. Obviously there are certain things that you can't document or that like probably shouldn't be documented. Um, but I think like really just being able to kind of show this is what happened and this is what led to this, but here's also the efforts that I'm making and work with HR. I've been in situations where I've actually seen emails and somebody has been like, I don't even know how to respond to that because we're having a conflict. And it's like, well, HR can actually help you navigate it. And if you just want to blind copy me and I can kind of see how they respond, we can work through, you know, again, it's going to land with you one way. A third party might think, that's not how I would read into this. And this is what I'm saying. And then also come in and say, listen, you also need to watch how you're responding to people and mediate. Obviously there's performance improvement plans and all these different messy things that HR navigates as well. But I think making sure that nobody's acting out of a retaliatory manner 
nobody's trying to one up the other person or be right. Like it's not about being right. It's about making sure that you resolve the conflict that's going to work for everybody. And so I think putting egos aside is really important to that. So it's a three-way street in that scenario. HR has to be able to really create that space, but also the lens to challenge both sides, not to pick a side, unless somebody is breaking a rule, like (laughs) for sure. But and then both people have to be really honest and open and have to want the change. I, I love everything that you guys are coming to the table with here. I think, you know, conflict all around just stinks in the workplace, but you're going to, you, everybody will grow if you are just open and communicate and, and can really target in order to resolve. Because I think at the end of the day, it's resolve the conflict, move on, and let's all do our jobs and go about our day, right? Absolutely. A Most safe important. space for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. don't need a hostile work environment. No, no. no. Uh, all right, ladies. Well, listen, thank you again for joining us for this DT talk. It's been awesome. And uh, I hope you both have a glorious day. Thank you so much. You too.